I wonder how many churches today you can walk in and say, have you guys ever heard of the Holy Spirit? And you would say, well, why are you asking that? Well, I look at your lights, and there's no excitement. It's like you're dead. When the opportunity comes up, do people see that Christ lives in your life? That's one of the things about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Man, they cannot miss that you're a Christian. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Rawl Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's good to have you with us today for Rawl's continuing series in the book of Acts. Exploring the Apostle Paul's ministry to Ephesus, we'll see that when he introduced the early Christians to the Holy Spirit, their lives and faith were radically transformed. Stay with us for inspiration to allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through you, guiding you in His wisdom and equipping you with His power. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins in Acts chapter 19. Paul at Ephesus, he starts with verse 1, he says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, he came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Remember, last week we were in Corinth. He went out to Ephesus. The city of Ephesus was the capital of Roman province of Asia Minor, modern Turkey today. One of the largest and most impressive cities in the ancient world, politically, religiously, commercially, and then associated with the ministries of Paul and Timothy and the Apostle John. The city played a great significance. The role spread throughout early Christianity. And then Ephesus, its inhabitants are mentioned more than 20 times in the New Testament. The new inhabitants of Ephesus assimilated the native religion of the era, the worship of the goddess of fertility, whom they identified in the Greek with the Greek goddess Artemis, the virgin huntress. Late Romans identified Artemis with the goddess Diana. And Paul the Apostle prayed, as we must pray. And as Paul the Apostle prayed, and he asked God to use his life, four hours in the morning he would work, and then at noontime, it was siesta time for most of the Greeks. So those next three hours, Paul the Apostle would have a little Bible study, and people would come and he minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. And many of them would get saved. The gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now check this out. Verse 2. This is amazing here. And then he said to them, did you guys ever receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He's the one that convicts us. He's the one that brings us to what? To a new birth. Becoming born again of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 3, remember Nicodemus and Jesus? You must be born again of the Holy Spirit. Have you received the Holy Spirit when you believe? And so they said to Paul, we have not even so much heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Imagine that. We haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Paul declaring to them the relationship 
that we should have with the Holy Spirit of God. What the Holy Spirit has done in your life. When I was convicted by the Holy Spirit, it brought me to what? To accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior. But then at the same time, when you go to Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he talks about the Holy Spirit baptizing us and making us witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the armest parts of the world. There are people that believe that the Holy Spirit, once you come to Christ, you've been born again of the Holy Spirit, and there's no other experience with the Holy Spirit any longer. You're born again. And a lot of times we have the with and in, but they don't look at the upon experience. And the upon experience is the experience, as you see in a moment, that gives you the power to witness, the power over sin, and not partaking of evil. And here Paul is asking you guys, have you really, really heard of the Holy Spirit in your lives? And they say, we haven't even yet heard of who the Holy Spirit is. See, the question Paul is asking here is their spiritual status. I wonder how many churches today you can walk in and say, have you guys ever heard of the Holy Spirit? And you would say, well, why are you asking that? Well, I look at your lights, and there's no excitement. It's like you're dead. When the opportunity comes up, do people see that Christ lives in your life? That's one of the things about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Man, they cannot miss that you're a Christian. There's no possible way. And you see, the question that he's asking here reflects on Paul's uncertainty in their spiritual status. In the revised version, it says that you received the Holy Spirit when you believed. That's a true translation. When you believed. And the Greek literally reads this way. Do you receive the Holy Spirit having believed? Yes. Yes, I have received the Holy Spirit when I believed. I'll never forget I was at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, and they had an afterglow service. What we would do every, you know, Chuck would teach on Thursday nights, going in-depth study, take verse by verse, but on Sunday nights, he would go through the Bible like I'm doing here on Wednesday nights. On Sunday morning, he would take a scripture from that chapter that he was going to be teaching and would teach a topical study. But I'll never forget that every Thursday night, when you were at that service, After the service, they would have in the fellowship hall, elders, they would pray for you. And after close service, you would go there, there would be worship, and you'd be waiting upon the Lord, and they would lay hands on you, and many people would get baptized with the Holy Spirit, they start speaking in tongues. People would be healed. I mean, it was just incredible to see the power of the Holy Spirit. In those things that I can remember in my life, then one night when I went up to get prayed for a minute, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I began to speak with other tongues. And I couldn't believe it. And maybe some of you here have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And by the way, in Romans chapter 8, 26, there are a lot of times too that you need to understand that getting baptized with the Holy Spirit, not everybody speaks in tongues. Not everybody speaks in tongues. Paul says that a lot of times when you don't know how to pray, the Spirit helps you how to pray by groanings. The Holy Spirit is so powerful. He says in verse 3, And he said to them, 
Into what then were you baptized? So that they said unto John the Baptist. You said you were baptized, but what were you baptized into? If you're not baptized by the Holy Spirit, then who baptized you? And they said, John the Baptist. Unto his baptism. Apollo was one of them that brought them. This doctrine that not only he knew until he was taught by Paul the Apostle, Apollos was the same. Look, I've been baptized by the John the Baptist baptism. And when Paul began to share with him, then Apollos was baptized with the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you have been baptized fully, but I would pray that tonight the Holy Spirit will baptize you with the full power of the Holy Spirit. That God will not only baptize you, but he'll give you the power over sin. Over sin. In verse 4 he says, And then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying the people that they should believe on him, on Jesus, who would come after him, that is on the Messiah, Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was preaching the truth. Look, you guys, Jesus was his cousin. And yet John said, you need to baptize me. And Jesus says, no, you need to baptize me. And John is saying here, look, you guys, I baptize you to repentance. But he that is coming, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, with power. And surely when you read the book of Acts, in chapter 2, chapter 4, chapter 8, chapter 10, chapter 19, man, the Holy Spirit is all the way through there, all the way through there. That's what I love about the book of Acts. Man, I have power, the Holy Spirit of my life. And I need that power every day. And every time I go to bed, may I go, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Wake me up with your Holy Spirit. And let me walk with the Holy Spirit all day long. Because we need it. In this culture, in this time and age that we're living, man, we can't live without the Holy Spirit. The church needs her more than ever before. The disciples were baptized by the Holy Spirit. Paul had given them instruction not on how to receive the Spirit, but first of all, how to receive Jesus into their lives, and then how to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're here to enrich your faith with the reassurance and instruction of God's Word. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Don't forget, you can also download our free app for convenient access to a wide range of resources. Let's rejoin Raul now for the final part of our study. In verse 5 he says, And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized. They believed Paul's presentation of the gospel, and they came to a saving faith in who? In the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Lord Jesus Christ. And although required of all Christians, baptism does not save you. People ask me, well, when you get baptized, does it save you? It doesn't save you. You have to be saved in order to get baptized. And you see, in the Catholic Church, if you're a Catholic, you know, I know, they, they baptize infants. We as Christians do not baptize infants. We present babies to the Lord, according to 1 Samuel. We present them to the Lord. And then as you grow up, and you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then we baptize you biblically, 
It's not going to save you. You're already saved. In Paul the Apostle, in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, he says he takes you, and it's actually a graveside. He takes you down into the water, which is the grave, and you hold down, and when you come up out of the water, he says you what? You come up in resurrection life. You're already saved. Well, now you've been buried with Christ, and when you come up, you walk in the newness of life. Romans chapter 6, 4 says that. Walking in the newness of life. The Holy Spirit is amazing the way he, His power comes upon our lives because we're not children of the darkness any longer. And I love what he says in verse 6. He goes on to say, And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. At P again, chapter 2, remember, verses 1 through 4. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Notice that. And they prophesied. I mean, here is a situation again that Paul the Apostle is visiting. He sees 12 men. They have no power. And so he goes up to them and says, Hey, you guys, do you know Christ? Have you ever received the Holy Spirit? Well, not really. We've been baptized by the baptism of John the Baptist, but we don't know nothing else. And so what does Paul do? He gives them the full counsel. He baptizes them. And they notice they receive the Holy Spirit. And they begin to speak in tongues and prophesy. Man, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? And when you speak in tongues, you don't give messages in tongues. You glorify the Lord. You praise the Lord. And that new tongue is given to you. Whatever language you have. Because remember in the book of Acts chapter 2, when 120 were baptized that day, there was all these nations meeting there, and when they heard him speak in their own dialect, in their own dialect, what were they hearing? They were hearing the wonderful works of God. They were worshiping, Lord, I thank you, I praise you, I worship in their language. I love it. Man, it's so awesome how the instruction has given to us, and man, we need to follow that instruction. Be you Baptized with the Holy Spirit of God. Every single one of us individually. Every single one of us. To make sure that we're walking as children of the light. Verse 7. And now the men were about 12 in all. And he went into the synagogue. And spoke boldly in three months reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. Notice, Paul the Apostle is going in, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's teaching the scriptures to them. He wanted them to know, look, at Jesus came, he died, he rose. Jesus left, he's coming back again. For three months, went into the synagogue every single day to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The synagogue was a place of worship. The rabbis would get up in a pulpit and they would sit there and they would begin to open the scriptures and to teach as the congregation would listen to the word of God like we're doing here today. Tonight the Holy Spirit is speaking to his church. We are his church. Every one of us here individually. And as we become his church and he's baptized us with the Holy Spirit. He's not just here tonight. Getting baptized every single day with the Holy Spirit to have this dunamis power. Tomorrow morning, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you meet with your neighbors, 
Whatever you do, the Holy Spirit has baptized you with this dunamis power to be able to overcome the world and to overcome sin when you're tempted. And that's what it's all about, as Paul is declaring here. Verse 9. But when some were hardened and did not believe, those that were in the synagogue, they were hardened. They didn't really believe. They spoke evil of the way. Again, here's that term, the way. Speaking of what? Of the Christians. He says, on the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. He was a philosopher. Tyrannus, a school of philosophy. Paul was making his living as a tent maker. In the first four hours of the day, he would make tents. Never, never, ever fleece the flock of God like people do today. Paul worked to make his living so that he didn't have to ask for any money from the church. I love that. Never ask for the church. You see today people asking for money all the time. And God never taught us to ask for money. Ever. Where the Lord needs, he provides. And if he's not provided, get a job. That's what the Bible teaches. So, I mean, it's so awesome that as we read the scriptures, we see what God is declaring. Then also, he worked not only in the morning, but then from 11 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he would sit down and share the scriptures and tell them the word of God. What the word of God said. In verse 10, he says, and this continued for two years. Imagine that. Teaching, preaching, and trying to share with people the truth. And this continued for two years so that all who dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Notice that. Verse 11. Notice, and now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. It's interesting that a lot of times we think because we're saved or because we've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, that every time we lay hands on people, they're supposed to get healed. But that's not true. That is not true. You're going to see something real different here. Look at verse 12. And so that even handkerchiefs or sweatbands, you wear a sweatband when you're working, to actually to take care of the sweat on your forehead. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body, Paul's body, to the sick. And the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Paul's little sweatbands, as he would throw them down, people would pick them up. They would take them and touch people with them. And people were getting healed with his sweat. But it wasn't his sweat. It was a step of faith they took. And God healed those people. And God cast out those demons. I love that. But Paul the apostle sees the power of God. That it wasn't Paul, it wasn't his sweat, it wasn't that band that was around his forehead, but it was the Lord Jesus Christ. By faith, they were getting healed. And this happens today. By faith, we get healed. Not by anything else. But then again, verse 13. And then some of the interim Jewish exorcists, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. So these guys thought, hey, why don't we just be like Paul? In the name of Jesus, I heal you. But what they didn't understand, that the demons knew Paul. And the demons noticed, look what it says. This is so cool. 
And also there were seven sons of Siva, the Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirits answered and said to them, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? I love that. Imagine, they must be freaking out. And here's what happens. And then the men in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so they fled out of their house naked and wounded. Can you just see? Whoosh, they're running down the street. These demons beat up on these guys, man. And I think it's really important that when we pray for people, especially if you're going to pray for someone that is demon possessed, make sure everyone that is in that room is a true believer and they're full of the Holy Spirit of God. You have to understand as you read the scriptures, when you read the gospels, what happens to a person that is demon possessed? The demon came out, and remember, the demon said, Who are you? You know, again, Jesus says, This is he. They say, We know who you are, Jesus. And as Jesus prays for the person that was demon possessed, and these demons came out, there were 2,000, remember, pigs feeding, and these demons went into these pigs. They went over the side by the Sea of Galilee, and the pigs drowned it. Every demon that comes out of somebody, they have to possess another body. They're looking for a body to possess, animal or human. So when we used to pray, And whenever I pray for someone that they say they're demon-possessed, I always make sure, okay, you guys, we're going to pray. But if there's anybody here that doesn't know the Lord, or if you're a cardinal person, don't be here with us. Leave. We don't want you in this room. And they will take the oil, and we'll place the oil on their forehead, and then we will pray, not scream, we will just normally pray for them. A lot of times people will come and say, well, I'm demon-possessed. They're not demon-possessed because you can tell by their lives they're not demon-possessed. They're being oppressed. They're being depressed. But it's important that we see in the Scriptures what it says here, that this woman, verse 19, and then also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. When they saw that, they took all their witchcraft. And they counted up the value of them. And a total 50,000 pieces of silver, probably about $100,000. Imagine, thrown into the fire. And so that the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Notice what it says. When sin is done away with, the word of God grows. And people grow mightily in the kingdom of God. Sometimes we as Christians can feel a bit overwhelmed by God's call to share the gospel and model His love, so it's reassuring to be reminded that we're not on our own, but we can look to the Holy Spirit for all of the strength we'll need. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To hear today's lesson in its entirety, call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Mention today's teaching from Acts chapter 19. To further bolster your confidence, we'd like to tell you about Raul's four-message series focused on the third member of the Trinity. Exploring the Bible's insights into the Holy Spirit's role as helper and guide You'll see that when you submit your life to His leading, He can use you mightily in God's kingdom. For your convenience, this series is available on both CD and flash drive. 
To order Rawls' four-lesson Holy Spirit study, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $12 or the CD collection for $19. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your generous donations help keep us sharing God's truth, and we are grateful for your partnership. Next time on Somebody Loves You Radio, we'll continue with more uplifting motivation from the Book of Acts. Reflecting on the spiritual credibility that Paul established in his own faith walk, you'll get a challenge to consider the message that your life is sending out to those in need of God's hope and salvation. Here's Roll now with a closing comment from today's lesson. And then he says, and when these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. But this time, this is his third missionary journey. This time when he goes to Rome is for the last time. Because this is where Paul was on his way to Rome where he would be beheaded. And Paul the apostle not only knew that the Lord Jesus Christ had become his Lord and Savior for so many years, but he also knew that this time when he would get to Rome and he would be beheaded, that he would be eternally with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, just like every one of us one day will be with Jesus, fully, completely. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.